Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Hello everyone, we've returned in the catacombs, having just gotten charity from some sort of gold altar looking thing, and Aideen having a very strong reaction at the sight of him. The group has decided to travel up top, see what all the commotion's about. So, as you begin to descend the stairs, um, Stormbringer and Burbage, you come to the back of the uh, suit of armor. Um, what would you like to do? Quick question. Ascend or descend? Ascend? Okay. Going up the stairs? <laughs> yeah. Did I say descend? Yeah. yeah I, was, I think you said descend, and I was like... I think you said ascend. I don't okay, know. Maybe he did. Maybe I heard it wrong, but I was just I'm like, wait, has my understanding of the geography of this been entirely wrong? <laughs> no, no. No, you did <laughs> And ascend. There we go. Well, um, what, what do we have to do to get the statue to move again? Are you asking Stormbringer, or...? I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm asking Andy because Burbage would know, right? Uh, if if Burbage was paying attention last time they came down, uh, he would remember that there was three knocks on the back of it, and it would step aside. Burbage was paying attention. Just because yeah, I wasn't doesn't mean no, no, he was. no, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> he will knock on it three times. Uh, and at that, the the suit of armor starts to move aside. Um, and we can kind of uh, move a little bit to, to what order you're coming up the stairs in. But, um, but immediately, you see two figures at the top of the stairs um, across the, the balconies from you. Uh, weapons drawn, just sort of looking about as frantically as they can. Um and who probably goes up? What's the marching order here going up the stairs? Stormbringer is carrying Charity's body, right? Yeah. So probably she'd be near the back. Yeah, for once I want to be going first. Okay. Um, Let's say that Burbage did go first, but he's kind of like, just to kind of make the statue move, and then he's going to like, kind of try to hide behind the statue, like try to be out of vision of anybody upstairs. Um, okay. While other people come up, Aideen would probably have been forming, like, I would think Aideen might be forming the middle ranks with Hakari and uh, Crotch up front, since they're much more comfortable with the stabbing distance. Sounds good to me. And I'm more yeah. the yeah. shooting distance. So probably even Hakari is up front uh, then and Aideen behind. Um, Aideen, you do hear kind of a muffled <laughs> from inside the room right next to you, Rosenberg's room. Um, and you do see two figures up here um, kind of looking around frantically, not exactly knowing what's happening. And then they latch eyes onto all of you coming up. Um, and Hakari, this was the one that came out earlier. Um, and he kind of approaches quickly and says, Oh, this, uh, oh, something's happening. Okay. What would you like to do? Um, what, what's happening? 
Oh, I don't know. You heard screaming and, and, and squealing and... and, and uh, I don't know. And then the other one uh, runs. Uh, I'll, I'll check on Master Shenick and rushes to the door over here. Sounds good. Wait, did he run away or did someone else run away? The uh, bandit yeah, is now all the way over to the other door and opens it up and rushes inside. But the guy you were talking to, Akari, is still right there. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Okay. I'm kind um, of awkwardly putting poison on my axe while I wait for the line to move. (laughs) Okay. You have charity in one hand. You're sort of fumbling yeah. with poison and yeah. <laughs> dipping it under your axe. Your hands are full. Um, I say, you should probably go check on Master Shenick too. Give me a persuasion check. Okie doke. Nice. A 25. Plus seven, yeah. Yeah, 25. He... He says, oh, oh, of course, you're right. Mr. Sonic, I'm coming for you. (laughs) He's just dumb. He's like a Muppet. He's dumb and stupid. I'm literally picturing him running away with the Kermit the Frog arms. Yes. Mr. (laughs) Sonic, yeah. Uh, As he's sort of running and yelling, uh, the doors open, kind of two more of them. Um, God damn it. Uh, another one steps out, uh, Crotch and Aideen, you recognize this as Tuck, the very large, sort of friendly uh, crewmate of yours. Um, and he has a crossbow sort of in his hands and ready. Um, and then you, uh, the door opens up here as well, but you don't see anyone uh, there yet. Oh, shit. Oh, I kind of want to just yell, protect Master Shinnick, and then just like, yeah. run out. You do what you do. What you gotta do. I can't leave everybody though. No, I, I mean, if you feel like doing that though, like do it. Okay. Protect Master Genic. <laughs> I just start running. You start running? Which way? Like to where the stairs are to kind of run down the stairs. All right. Do you get the Muppet arms going too? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, uh, Tuck and this really large guy are, are rushing over toward the the door to where Shenick's room evidently was. Um, Hakari, though, as you get here, uh, and it, who's kind of following? Are you guys letting her go ahead? Or oh, no. Are no, you I'd right behind? Me. Okay. I, I'm behind, too. All right. Given what I know of this place, uh, yeah. this is like a, a normal floor height, right? So we're like only about... 10 feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the staircase here. So Aideen would probably stay here because, or would have only moved this far because she has a pretty good sight line everywhere and can always just yeah. hop the damn rail. Gotcha. Because at that point, that's probably only a five foot drop to the stairs. Yeah. Um, I'm staying right next to Burbage. Burbage would be looking for the mayor's wife's uh, jewelry, the diamond. So if that means he has to look inside this room to see if it looks like the kind of room that might have that object, he's okay. going to do that. Uh, you could, Yeah, you can open the door. Sure. Yeah, uh, let you, me got peek a, inside. you got a tiny bit of a peek inside, and it's a fairly nice room. It's a bedroom, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's... Yeah. It doesn't quite look 
as ostentatious as perhaps the mayor and his wife would live in, but it's a decent room, uh, sparsely furnished. Okay. So, Andy, Burbage yes. is a is a pretty experienced thief. A hundred percent. He is very used to doing this and then doing things in like short amount of time, making split second decisions. He his based on his understanding of what he's looking for. Yeah. Like the diamond belongs to the mayor's wife. Right. He looks in this room. He he intuits this is not the mayor's room. G- give me a give me an intelligence roll with advantage to see kind of what your gut says here. A 14. You you feel like this is like a guest room. Like okay. a nice guest room, but guest room. It's sparsely furnished. Is this probably not where she would keep her jewelry? Okay. And Burbage had a conversation with the drunken mayor the last time he was in Cliff Mill. Uh-huh. And he doesn't recall the mayor saying anything about wife and I are sleeping in separate bedrooms, you know, <laughs> right? No, he does not recall such a thing. Perfect. Does he see Rosenberg in here? Uh, yeah, if you peeked your head around the corner, uh, yeah, you definitely saw Rosenberg kind of uh, now awake but tied to a chair and just kind of like... Burbage just gives Rosenberg a big toothy grin and a thumbs up and then closes the door. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. That door is closed. Uh, so, Hakari, as you get here, um, the drow elf that was in the room grabs your arm very quickly. Uh, he says, what is going on? Who are you? Um... So, can I have my sword out? Yeah. Like, could I have... I didn't say this, but could I have pulled it out while I was, like, you know, running down the hall, yelling? Leading the charge up the stairs Uh and down the hall. So... He's really close to me, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's grabbed your arm. I'm just gonna, like, stab him real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Please give me an attack roll oh, <laughs> for man. your real quick stab. Twenty-six. <laughs> uh, Twenty-six certainly hits him. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage. Fifteen. Uh, as the sort of. Uh, necrotic energy uh, that you imbue your blade with um, just lights up right before you stab into him. He tries his best to dodge out of the way and you cut straight uh, a a good slice out of his side there. Um, 15. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and roll initiative at this. That's certainly a fight. lot of 16s for me. <laughs> so crotch right. from behind you, you're just gonna hear, so we're done with the talking part then. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are first to go, Crotch. Um, you see her stab into this this creature that you can kind of barely see in the doorway uh, up here. Um, you just saw sort of a drow hand reach out and grab her arm. Uh, and the only other person in the hallway at the moment is Tuck, uh, as the large guy has also gone into the room uh, where Shenik was. So Tuck is just still in the hallway? He is. He's he's turned to sort of look at the commotion. Um, but yeah, he's he's there. Is does is his crossbow armed? His his yeah, Tuck's um uh crossbow is, is notched and ready and everything, but it's it's not up aiming at you yet. I I kinda like lower the rapier in my right hand and raise my left hand and say, Tuck, hold that for a second. Oh why? Because your captain said so. Um, um. <laughs> You're not exactly sure how he's going to react to that. All right. Is he going to start muttering about his sling blade? Mesh taters. Okay, you do that very quickly. If you still want to kind of move and have an action, feel free. Yeah, and then I'll... Did Hakari get pulled into that room? No, she's still in that spot. Yeah, doing a, doing a quick stab. Doing a quick stab. I thought maybe I'd stab him so hard he'd just die. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. Can't I wasn't faulting you. I just I just liked the, the description. <laughs> I just want to do a quick stab. Just a quick one. Just a quick one. Just a little boop. That's a sword. <laughs> okay, can I quickly turn to Aideen and kind of like point at Tuck and say, try not to kill him, and then turn to go into the doorway where Hakari is. All right. Yeah, as you turn right here, you see a, a, a drow. Um, yeah, just kind of standing there with a, yeah, with <laughs> a bit of a large cut in his side. Okay, then uh, following Hakari's suit, I will stab him as well. All right, give me a tech. Yeah! Uh, he's not surprised, though you um, do move before him in turn order. You got a 10, which he's he's just uh, about to dodge out of the way. Um, but do you have advantage on people who haven't gone yet? Yes, okay. that's assassinate. Yeah. So please uh, roll again for your advantage. <laughs> that's a crit hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, as as it looks like he's about to uh, go out of the way, uh, you've been feigning this entire time and uh, have cut straight up into him so forcefully that you uh, knock him back further into the room uh, out of out of your melee range for a second. Um, but okay. uh, he, also the he shit is, tons of damage. Yeah, a lot of a lot of damage. So go ahead and roll that rapier with a crit hit. Uh, all right, nine, ten, and eleven. Attack of sneakiness, and it's uh, a sneak attack since Sakari was next to him. A critted sneak attack. A critted sneak attack. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I would roll that one more time. Yeah, that, that feels <laughs> harsh to, to make her <laughs> double that. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> twenty-three. Okay, so an, okay. Uh, a nine. Thirty-two plus eleven. Yeah. Uh, 43 damage. Jesus. Uh, as, as you slice into him and he stumbles backward, uh, holding the, the wound, 
Um, you see him pull out a, 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 a very nice dagger um, from from the side, and he's he does so with a quickness that you recognize as someone who's very well trained in the, in the art of the blade crotch. In the art of the blade crotch. crotch. <laughs> Uh, so if you wanted to, um, you could uh, pursue him into the room and make your offhand attack if you'd like. Uh, can I? Uh, yeah, what the hell? You could also throw a dagger at him. Yeah. I I do still have, yes, I do still have the dagger. Yes, I shall throw my dagger. All right. This is kind of your ricochet dagger that you uh, quickly, you know, pop from its sheath and throw in the same motion. So give me uh, that me. depends. Is there anyone else in the room? Oh, no. It comes back to you, though, I believe, right? Yes, it does. Um, uh, so even if there's no one else, there's still a good benefit for it. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, I'll do that one, the skip dagger. Okay. And he still hasn't acted. So and he still hasn't acted, so this is another advantage. Thirteen. Uh, I'm afraid a thirteen just misses as he ducks uh, very deftly out of the way. Um, however, it ricochets kind of off the back wall in a way that comes sort of back at him uh, nearly, and and you catch it uh, just before it hits the ground. Very nice. Uh, do you want to move, Crotch, or keep your position there? Um, I think you, I think you have twenty feet of movement left if you wanted to. Okay. I am I in the doorway, or did I step into the room at all? Uh, kind of. You're just on the outside of the doorway. Um. Yeah, I'll just kind of step in a little to the right. Okay. All right. You kind of close with him then again, uh, just right in his face. Aideen. Your turn. Five, ten. Uh, so I've got a nice angle on Prim Wallax. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know his name. Whatever. I hey, the token said it, <laughs> and you cannot see that arrangement of words and not read it. I got you. All good. Uh, I will uh, get to here. Um, he is now my prey. Okay. Um, as a bonus action and shoot 24 24 hits yeah 11 plus a d6 13 piercing damage All magical right. and then uh, extra is it second extra attack don't know why I couldn't yeah. remember that yeah it's weird no actually I, I, I do I've been playing as Plurser for like a year. Um, <laughs> 20. 20 also hits. Uh, nine piercing damage. Uh, that is enough. As your arrow pierces uh, straight underneath like his throat, he sort of <laughs> and can't grasp uh, another air and falls to the ground dead in front of Crotch and Edeen. I'm then going to point at Tuck. No. Don't do it. <laughs> um. 
Stormbringer. Um, so Burbage is just hanging out in this other room, right? No, he's he's moved back, I think. Uh, he's in the hallway. I shut the door. I closed yeah. the door and I moved a bit further down the hall. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to just move to stand in front of him with my charity. With your charity shield? Okay. Um, I'm I'm making sure I'm trying to like this is not a good fighting stance I've I've lost my fucking mind um, <laughs> so I'm kind of like holding charity partially behind my body while I have my axe out with the other hand so I'm shielding Burbage too it's yeah okay gotcha um, and I'm just gonna if anything threatens Burbage or charity I'm prepared to swing at them gotcha. So you've got a position where you're maximizing trying to give cover to Charity's body and Burbage. Yes. Yeah. I feel you. I will take that into account. All right. Uh, Hakari. So I say we um, keep going and Burbage can look in this room now. Also, Trick, do you want to move out of the way or anything? Or technically this guy... Still has he's still got a weapon over here, but um he doesn't look super threatening at the moment. Well, and I know they know him, so I'm not gonna go. And they asked us not to. They asked us to try not to hurt any of the crew. So I'll just I'll just move out of the way. Uh, do you want me to move you out of the way, or do you move like here? Ish, like just at the top of the stairs. Okay. Uh, as you move there, Hakari, of your own volition, totally free of anything. God damn it. Uh, you can see into this room, um, and you see, uh, a child, uh, kind of curled up next to a bed. Okie doke. <laughs> All right. I'm not uh, worried about the child right now. I do not count. care. I'm pretty sure I, I can also I can see that token, so I'm pretty sure Adine can also see yeah, that child. Probably as Sakari kind of looks in there, and Adine catches her eyes while well, looks in there. Yeah, Burbage, your turn. All right, Burbage can I go will... over and slightly shut the door? <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. You go over and slowly, slowly shut the door. That, <laughs> you can't that is. It. So sad that poor child. I think, like, just I don't want to have to risk your child right now. I mean, God it's, damn it's very similar to what Burbage just did with Rosenberg. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. Rosenberg is, is a child. A hundred percent true. Yeah. Though he's tied up. Though he's tied up and vulnerable. But and yeah. I know he's under the spell. And I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just feels so like sexually irresponsible like oh there are children yep. crying and hungry and alone in society let's ignore that uh, we'll come back to that I'm sure is what Akari meant we'll come I'm back sure, to that sure. no nope. problem um, That's not, don't you put words in Akari's mouth anyway Burbage you're trying Burbage will while kind of making eye contact with Stormbringer to make sure that, like, yeah, you and me, we're in this together, and you're gonna keep following me and, and kind of protect me, but I'm gonna move on ahead. Um, it's gonna go up and look in, into this room where Crouch is. Okay. Does this look like... I mean, I mean, at this point, yeah, it's, this... it's 
it's more of a cursory look because like Burbage is starting to wonder if probably Shenick would have taken the master bedroom. I mean, but, you would guess, yeah. Yeah, but he will yeah. look in here and see. Certainly, um, give me a quick perception check uh, as kind of your action here. A 25. Um, you notice the dagger on this creature um, is Charity's dagger. I'm taking it. Okay, you just, yeah, you take the dagger in the sheath real quick. Um, and, uh, you, you peel it off him very, very easily. Uh, Does that, that dagger in, you that in your pack. have any powers that would apply to me, or is it something that Charity attuned to that, like, allowed uh, it to, like... Do you, do you want to... Yeah, I guess you, not. I guess, it, or, I, guess if, yeah. I guess it probably... If, you, if you're not wielding it, then it probably doesn't apply it anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, like th- that's fine. Okay. Um, and I think you do have to tune to it to get all of its effects. But yeah. Fair enough. Um, cool. And that's all that that perception check gave me? Yeah, you look around the room and you, you again, are, are sure that this is more of a study and a reading room. Uh, so there might be some interesting books or something, but probably not jewelry. No. All right. Yeah, Burbage is not interested. Um, The bedroom with the child, did it look really fancy or anything to me? No, it looks like a kid's bedroom. Um, okay. Like cool. there would, yeah, like some toys and stuff. And to be fair, I don't think Akari really looked in there very closely. Not super hard. <laughs> Her no. primary interest was to not have to look at a crying <laughs> child. <laughs> what did you say? He was, he was, they were crying? He's no, that's me. He's sleeping. That's curled up next to him. Disturb him. Uh, not yet. Curled up on the floor, which is not where a child should be curled up. Especially oh, no. in a room. Maybe he's a, playing. No, in a room with like a like a tied up lawnmower. Like there's some weird shit going on in there. As you're what a lawnmower? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, the noise the that you were saying. <laughs> okay, so now now that you hear Tuck's voice, you're pretty sure it was him playing with the kids. Um, is, oh. what, is the first thing you would guess. Anyway, as you're having that conversation, uh, <laughs> more people are running out on this bottom floor from the the uh, from the doors in the back on the bottom floor. Oh, kind of hell. rushing around and, and looking around, and um, they they see Tuck and they recognize Tuck, who doesn't seem to be attacking. And then they look at you and uh, uh, who, who are you? Uh, say say who you are. I will shoot you. Uh, Burbage will panic as he's running out of the the room, and as he's running up to Hakari, he'll 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 yell out, uh, "Protect Master Shenik!" Give me a persuasion check. A ten. Uh, at this, her eyes sort of narrow, uh, and she puts an arrow in her bow and pulls it back and shoots at you. Uh, Stupid. It worked for Akari. But it doesn't work for me. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, does a 17 hit you? It sure does. Okay. 
uh, as the arrow uh, just glances uh, next to you, it's five piercing damage uh, as it just kind of cuts into your shoulder just a little bit um, on your on your left side. Hey, Andy, you know how many hit points I have now? Uh, no, I don't. 69. Hell yeah! Um, are you? Are you? Are you choosing not to take your like ability to reduce that damage just for that? You know what? Yeah, I am. I want sixty-nine hit points. Also, Andy, I'm gonna need that music cue so I can put it in the in the podcast later. Alright, um, all right, but the other ones, uh, everyone else kind of is, is trying to to find a good position to ascend the stairs and attack you guys, um, but they're not attacking yet. Um, and Crotch, your turn. Okay. I guess I'll walk out of the room. Okay. And there's... Where are there people? It's like... You see them down here now? Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere <laughs> basically surrounding you. But Tuck has not moved. Tuck has not moved and not risen his. He looks he looks conflicted, but not right. moving yet. Yeah. And we believe that Shenick is in the room down the hall from Tuck. Uh, that's where everyone went when you said protect Shenick. So okay. that's as good a guess as you have. Yeah, Shenick is still here. He's likely there. <laughs> okay. And the door was closed, right? It was. Yep. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. All right. How far away are these guys? They're all down here, and I'm, uh, I was in here, and I came here. Yeah, 15, 20 feet. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, trusting Aideen has got the archer. Crotch is going to head down the stairs towards the fight. All right. Uh, so it's about 10 feet to get there to where you are. Um, and then 15, 20, 20, 30. You could get down here if you want to this square. Okay. Uh, all right, so you uh, very quickly, bounding two steps at a time, uh, rush down and you're able to attack this one if you'd like. Alrighty. No advantage. Technically, they haven't attacked? Ooh, you're the what DM. Is, what, is, what does the assassin say exactly? Um, I get advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. Oh, okay. They've taken a turn. They just not get did an attack. All right. right. But they've taken a turn, so it's just normal attack. Okay. Uh, 16 hits. You just reach over the railing uh, and stab straight down into this guy. Yeah. Into his shoulder. Or his face. In his face. <laughs> of course into his face. Yeah, roll some damage. Uh, seven piercing damage. All right. Uh, not nice. quite sneak attack, um, but yep. very good. Um, and if you wanted to, you could try to slash with your offhand dagger as well. Am I close enough for that? I mean, yeah. I had to go over the railing. Yeah, but yeah, you could now you could now duck underneath like the railing in between the little bars and stab at him. Sweet. 25 hits? Oh, yeah. That was nearly a crit. 
six damage. Uh, that uh, ends him as as you, he's reeling from the attack, and then you just duck down, stab his face straight yes. through the straight through the bars, and he falls to the ground dead. And then I'm gonna be like, chew on that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Burbage, your eyes are just lighting up. Crotch is everything you hoped that they were. God, he's so cool and so feminine. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> oh, Haven't felt this way since I met in the head. Aideen, <laughs> your turn. Uh... Aideen is going to sort of look at the, is the, uh, I think the archer's token looks like it's mm-hmm. a woman, but it's it, a yeah, and it is. Yeah, okay. sure. It also um, Bonus action. Uh, uh, she is, she is now my prey. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to attack with my longbow. 18. 18 hits. Uh, 11 plus 6, 17. All right. Yeah, she's she's much tougher. Um, But yeah, that uh, that arrow uh, sort of grazes uh, the the side of her um, kind of on the hip. You said she looks much tougher. Yeah, she's and she's quicker than the rest of these guys. Aideen is going to reach in and uh, pull out one of the arrows that has a bead of force. Okay. Uh, yeah. And launch that at her. Okay. <laughs> 14? Uh, a 14 misses her, technically, but um, lands right next to her. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. 20 feet what, what knocked back be? that way. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so she shoots um, as you hear this. <laughs> Uh, the the archer just legs and, and and the bow goes somewhere and her arms and, and feet are going everywhere. Uh, she slams into this guy here and they both slam into the wall. Um, so give me, I think it's three d six and they're both yeah, prone 3D6. now. Six, yeah. Fourteen damage. Fourteen damage. Uh, and this, uh, as she slams into this guy, he hits his head against the wall or the door that's over here really hard. Uh, and you just hear this kind of sickening crack uh, as a smear of blood then follows his head down the door. Uh, and this one is then just on the ground, prone, basically on top of him. Know your place. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, do you want to move, Aideen, or? Uh... I'm going to stay here because Burbage and Crotch were both in that room and didn't seem to think there were any other threats. Burbage had just been in there and the situation didn't seem to have changed vis-a-vis Rosenberg being the only one in there and tied up. So uh, she sort of feels like this would allow Stormbringer to also be able to leave Charity in a relatively safe corner if necessary. Possibly. And I also control both the main floor and the ground floor from here, so. Totally. Stormbringer, your turn. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, Aideen. 
I'm gonna <laughs> move over to Burbage with still carrying Charity kind of behind my back, so he's shielded. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna gesture at Burbage and Hikari and be like, get behind me. Neither of you can get hurt. No one else can get hurt. You just got shot, Burbage. Yeah, but I got 69 hit points. <laughs> I don't fucking know what that means. Wait, you've never... Okay, let's talk about this later. <laughs> you said gibberish. I think she might have been more confused by the fact that you keep talking about hit points, whatever the fuck those are. <laughs> uh, do you want to ready an action? Stormbird? Yeah, I'm okay. readying um, my axe again to swing at anybody who threatens Hikari or Burbage or Charity, if they're in range okay. of me, obviously. Beautiful. Hikari, your turn. There's um, this guy down here that looks threatening, yeah. and then this character that is blown against the wall, but prone. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and actually cast my Shield of Faith. Oh, okay. As, is it the bonus section? Yeah. To up your AC, I believe? I think it is. Yeah, plus two to AC. AC to 19, yeah. So it's kind of shimmering light. Uh, envelops around Hikari. And I think it's your bonus action, so you can still... Yep. yep. But more importantly, Aideen wants to know what this does to her hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a glint of, in, of the gold now in Hikari's hair that shines as this wave of force passes over it. And then I'm going to just go ahead and... How far can I get down the stairs? Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20... All the way? All the way. Yeah, you could get all the way to here if you're going here. Yeah. I'm going to do that and then I'm going to stab at the all right. guy. Shit. Ooh, I'm afraid Ten. a 10 doesn't hit as you're, you imbue your weapon with your divine necrotic energy and, and just slice straight over his head. Uh, and his eyes go wide and is staring at this horrifying, yet somewhat beautiful creature right above him. Burbage, your turn. Bum, 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 bum. Burbage is going to... Um, he didn't see inside this room. Yeah. And, I mean, while he was next to Hikari, I guess, I mean, he might have asked her what does that... what's in that room? I would have if... said, nothing, and it looks really small. I don't think it's the master bedroom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Nothing of value. Move along. Nothing of value. Okay. <laughs> well then, Burbage will sort of like kind of back away from the door because he's kind of looking at Hikari and looking at the door kind of wondering like, should I look in there? Okay. And he's going to back right up into Tuck. <laughs> Okay. Because I'm choosing for Burbage to be unaware of his surroundings during combat right now. Because it's fun. It is fun. As Burbage backs into Tuck, he puts his hand on uh, your shoulder and he goes, Are you a friend, friend of the captain? <laughs> you mean Crotch the Sticky? Yeah, that one over there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I'm not mm. just a friend. I'm his biggest fan. That's cool, man. Maybe me too. 
How, feel, how do you feel, feel about weird. this? I feel weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. How do you feel about cats right now? I feel weird about them. About cats? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I just sneak right by you? Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> I'm going to use my dash action. Oh, okay. If anybody looks at Stormbringer right now, she probably looks incredibly frustrated. Yeah, I bet she does. <laughs> I feel like Aideen is edging to the other side of this square as Stormbringer looks increasingly frustrated. <laughs> I probably make it right to the door. Okay. Um, you can cut in action dash or open it up or if you wanted to. So you would get to like here with a dash. You would get basically, yeah. Because you were in front of Stormbringer. Oh, yeah. And then... So can I... You could be well into the room. <laughs> yeah. Not that you necessarily want to be, just saying. Um, I don't... Stick you in a bag. I... <laughs> you tried that once. It didn't work out perfectly for really either of us. Um, actually, we've done that many times. What am I saying? Um, Often at your insistence. This yeah. There's a name for it, the Burbank. A... <laughs> um, the Thea Drucksack. <laughs> Jesus. To, can, would I be able to do a perception check at the door as my... Uh, you can kind of listen on the inside, yeah. Nice. Uh, 22. You kind of hear someone like going, ugh. Whoa. Ah, what the fuck? Like on the inside. <laughs> okay, that's my turn. All right. Uh, all right. At, at this, uh, a very, very large figure appears right in front of you at the door, and is holding his head, uh, and kind of blinks his eyes open and, and sees you. Were you here to clean up the blood or something? I'm, I'm fuzzy, man. Yeah, why do you guys keep getting blood in your floors? We can't keep up. Oh, shit, fuck. Sorry about that. Uh. Uh. Show me where it is. Where. Where the. There's something kind of exploded in here. Uh. Alright. Is that what you're talking about? What. Yeah, I mean, we're here to clean up everything. We do everything. Blood, yeah. urine, any kind of bodily stuff, any kind of explosion stuff. We'll do, really do anything. We're, we're a whole sunshine cleaning service, you know. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're technically out of combat, actually, because of the way he's acting, uh, kind of cuppedied with, with Tuck here. What about the guy at the bottom of the stairs? What about the yeah, archer? And the girl. Oh, uh, they also are are holding their heads and shaking everything. And the guy at the bottom of the stairs puts his weapons on the ground. Um, and the archer just doesn't have any weapons. She's just kind of on her hands and knees at this point, kind of slowly looking at everyone around her. If we're out of combat, then I'm going to, like, run over to Burbage, carrying okay. charity. But yeah. Burbage is, is well into the room looking for... Okay. What what this guy's talking about? Because he was he was gonna yeah. do the whole 
Show me, because, yeah, he, he wants, I don't know, wants to get Shenick, god damn it. All right. He he leads you to another room uh, back here where his, where his friend uh, is also now holding his head, and they're looking at just a, a, a weird sight on the floor. It looks like a like a black scepter that's been broken in half with just a pool of blood underneath it at this point. Um, the window next to um, this this writing desk on the on the westernmost wall is uh, shattered completely uh, with a little bit of yeah with a little bit of blood dripping down the side of it like something went out it yes the glass is all on the outside do I see anything if I look out uh, yeah you're looking out over the town you actually see some like kind of townsfolk like holding their head and sort of looking around and like kind of touching each other and and like talking uh, to each other but but nothing nothing else at the moment I'm searching both of these rooms like the main room and then this separate okay. room for the diamond uh, give me an investigation check yeah and then Crotch and Hakari what are you guys doing um, I guess, I mean, we'll head up the stairs with everybody yeah. else. If there's nobody, uh, no danger. It doesn't appear to be danger then down here. Um, it seems like everyone's just really confused. I definitely still have an arrow knocked. No problem. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm kind of investigating the blood. And okay. do I recognize the, do I recognize that rod? Perhaps I've seen it at parties. You have seen it at parties. <laughs> uh, this is generally the rod that Shinnick, um carries with him when when he's sort of beguiling the townsfolk. The word beguile. As uh, I run by Tuck, I'm just going to like clap him on the shoulder and be like, good man, Tuck. My ma took care of the kids. Uh, and then... Stormbringer, yeah, you're. Oh, give me. I'm sorry. The investigation check. Uh, twenty-one Burbage. Um, yeah, you don't see anything in this in this main room, but certainly in this second room. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, actually, you do find something here. Uh, you find on this on the, I'm sorry, this northernmost chair of the room, right next to kind of a wash basin, uh, are folded neatly Charity's clothing. Uh, and the family sigil. I will. Uh, did would, did Stormbringer go straight into that other room, Lena? Stormbringer has been literally following you everywhere. Just yeah, just with so me. she's like right behind you wherever you go. Right. Burbage would point out the clothes and the sigil to Stormbringer, and then head into. Although I guess by now he knows that she's just going to follow him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Stormbringer, if Burbage nods towards his clothes, will you grab them? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. She'll grab them and put them on his body while she's carrying his... Not like clothing his body, like stacking them right. and the, the sigil on his body while she carries it. Perfect. And then Burbage will go to this, this uh, other room and be looking around for the diamond. All right, give me one more investigation check. 16. 16. 
Uh, very nice. All right. So you find lots of things in here. Um, you find uh, more of those scribbled instructions that have a very crude drawing of like charity on them. Um, these are the ones. So I found those same instructions on all the set, like the right the assassins bodies. that were waiting in in ambush for. And them. these instructions yeah. said basically kill this one first and yes. bring the body quickly. Exactly. Yep. Uh, you see another um, very nice folded envelope, uh, and uh, and then on on it uh, addressed to Shenick. It looks like. You also see that Shenick was partly the way through uh, a, a written letter. Um, it seems when he stopped very suddenly, uh, and so there's part of that uh, with with Quill and Ink still still wet. Um, a wrapped package uh, on the desk next to next to that. Um, you also find very easily. Um, uh, you find like a couple more letters and stuff that I'll, I'll, I'll d- you know, make sure that you get in a second. Um, and then Burbage, uh, you also find a, a, a diamond set into a necklace that is quite large. The diamond is large. The diamond is quite large in, in this small necklace, actually, for the halfling, or another uh, dwarven um, woman. So I would uh, make a mental note of, of all of these objects and eventually get them, but the diamond, he's going to grab and take right to Akari, okay. who he hopes is here. Yep, I'm just in the other room. If he was sort of going through stuff and appeared to focus on it, Aideen would kind of scoop up the other things. Okay, yeah. Since Stormbringer's arms are sort of full. Yeah. Uh, so Hakari Burbage comes out with this very large necklace and then Stormbringer right behind him carrying uh, Charity. Hakari, will this do? Is this it? Um... Is it it? You think so. Yeah, a diamond this large should be at least 500 gold pieces, so. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. What else do we need? Where where should we put him? What Um, can we do to help? Hold on, let me think for a second. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. How much more time do we have to bring him back? We have 10 days, so we're good. Oh, man, so maybe we just wait a bit. Right, because <laughs> what? Because charity's always kind of like what? busting my balls, right? Burbage, <laughs> no. Maybe just get a little bit of peace and quiet around here. <laughs> without Burbage. Ch- okay, all right. Now let's bring him back. Okay. All right, fine. What's the exact spell called, Andy? Uh, you'll need raise dead for this. Raise dead. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Which I'm, I, I'm pretty sure you have prepared. Yes, I. Hold on, I'm just reading it really quick. Yeah, yeah. If you want, you can lay. Let's see how long it takes. Bed. <laughs> oh, it's instantaneous. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't take long okay. to cast. Yeah. Okay, so we could just yeah. So let's just put him on the bed, and then I take the diamond. Is over Hikari there. saying that? Like yes, put him on I the am. bed? Okay, because otherwise I would just keep holding him. Um, okay, but I'm just gonna just gonna make sure he's okay, and I'm like. Like holding on to his arm. Um, Aideen is going to sort of pop into where these two are still sort of holding their heads. I'm assuming, and like, all right, uh, you lot, fuck off downstairs. 
Uh, uh okay, yeah. <laughs> they seem to just, again, very confused, just kind of wandering around. They'll leave. Aideen is going to shut the door uh, and, like, slide a chair under the handle of this one and do gotcha. something similar with this. Gotcha. Akari, how long is this going to take? Uh, it should work immediately. Should we? Is this right? Should we do it here? Should, would it be nicer? Would it be a bit cooler if we did it out by the ice spire? Would that feel what? like a bit cooler? I don't care. I think we should do it. <laughs> I just want charity back. <laughs> Am I the only one who cares about atmosphere and symbolism yes. in this group? Yes. yes. I don't even know what that means. All right, fine. Resurrect him. I've got my 69 hit points, so I'm all set. What? Garbage. Aideen looks so tempted to, like, punch you to do one damage to you. Aideen does or Galway does? <laughs> Actually, oh, honestly, the way you keep repeating it, Aideen kind of looks like she wants to haul off this one. Galway uh, wants to because it'll do one point of damage. Actually, it says the casting time is one hour. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to point that out. Yeah. It, so it, it is, maybe we should um, take him somewhere else. Well, I don't know. As everything seems to have calmed down, yeah. kind of for flavor, I'll, I'll let it pass very quickly. Okay. Everyone okay. kind of just around you. Yeah, the the hour is mostly just so you can't cast this. It's not a, like a combat spell. It's a it's definitely a thing yeah. you do when you have time. Yeah. Which weirdly, revivify is. Which revivify is, yeah. And then you would return with one hit point. Yeah, the, he's going to be messed up for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Resets a rough, a rough way to bring someone back, but effective. So is Stormbringer over by like the side of the bed? Yeah, I just can't see the bed. It's very dark in here. Um, there's a there's like a brazier of light over here. Yeah, so it illuminates like fifteen feet. <laughs> I'll light some wall sconces. It's well lit in here. <laughs> Am I standing by the bed now? Um, well, you're standing by the bed, but not really charity. There you okay, go. Okay, there. So <laughs> I'm I'm holding on to charity's arm, staring down at him yeah. while Hikari does this. Okay. Uh, Crotch and Nadine, yeah, you're just kind of chilling then uh, in the back here. Um, and Hikari, as you put your hands on charity and cast a spell, I believe? Yep. All right. Um... You you place the diamond necklace uh, just kind of face down then on his chest and this brilliant white light shoots out from the diamond uh, as it's melting almost into charity. Uh, your hands immediately go over that in a, a, a brilliant kind of blue light surrounds your hands as, as you're pressing on the diamond. Um, and the spell roots and takes effect but nothing happens quite yet okay and you're waiting for a breath and how, do, how about everyone hop off for a second except for go away just a second okay. just a minute brb all right go away mm-hmm. as charity your eyes suddenly pop open and you're just floating in an endless expanse of darkness and, and stars and 
nebulas, gases of, of some sort. It's beautiful. It's awe-inspiring. It's you feel you feel like you you remember your last moments on on the planet and and now you're just somewhere way way above it and then you hear hakari's voice slowly chanting and a smile creeps over your mouth as they did it you feel you feel awake and you feel called again back to your body and your spirit floats down down toward the the dirt and the and the the grime of the planet again and for just a moment before you turn and head to cliffmel to the manor to the bed in in which your body is now laying you have just a moment charity where you can you can peek in on anyone as this sort of ethereal spirit of um, somewhere between life and death, some something that is there and yet not quite at the same time. Charity, I'd like you to, if you want, maybe do a quick little recon mission while you're in this state. Would you like to see what someone is doing in this world right before you go back into your body? I think so. I like that. Well, who do you want to who do you want to peek in on? I want to peek in on because of my last experience with that. Yeah. The voice of Behelet. Interesting. All right. Um, you sort of focus on this for a moment and you, you remember the room and you remember the clothes and you remember now what the figure looks like. And you recall the name, the voice of Behelet though, though now that doesn't quite seem to match exactly. Perhaps that's not their real name, if if that makes sense to you. But I was also thinking I might remember like the feel of the book under right. my fingers. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 get kind of a locked on sense of it again, and immediately you are whipping through time and space. You're whipping across the the planet, uh, over the ocean, over the cliffs, into the deserts again, and you're back in Fidero. And your body sinks back into the ground underneath that sort of central square deep in the ground. And I would say I'd be paying particular attention to if I could figure out exactly where that was, how sure. I might be able to access that room, like as part of this sure. recon. All right. And then you appear again in the room and you can see your surroundings very clearly. There are two doors to this room. Um, and the figure is now sitting at a desk and he's performing some sort of magic over a, what looks to be a stone. And then you hear the voice of Behelet speaking to the stone and says, I have not yet heard from that one that's still called Shenik, but he is very, very confident in what he sees and thinks. If it is true, we should continue making preparations, getting everything else there. And then you see a pause and he kind of looks around the room 
and he goes back over to that that book that you had touched last time you were here and he kind of moves through it and sets it back on his his table and clicks off any sort of magic that was surrounding the stone again and then you feel him reaching out almost of his body so that he could sense the room a lot more and then he locks eyes onto you oh that's fascinating and at that you are whipped away um, and as you're whipped away, you're really trying to pay attention to the, it, it seems like a sandstone uh, kind of building that he's in, but it's it's deep underground, like at least 40, 50 feet underneath the surface of Federo. Um, all of that you're trying to pay attention to as, as quickly as you can is you are whipped across the, the sea, across the cliffs, across the, the forests and the mountains, back into the town of Cliff Mill. And if you'd like, back into the body, laying on the bed, surrounded by your family. Yep. Beautiful. All right, we'll get everyone else to come back. I'm back. Beautiful. Back. Okay. Back. So all of you are are almost having the shield, the the light blinding that is emanating from this this. Uh, this diamond as, as Hikari is almost pushing it inside of charity. And again, there's stillness now, no breath yet. A moment that causes pause for a second, even in you, Hikari. And then <gasps> oh, a large breath at charity opens his eyes. And though weak and frail in front of you, he is alive. I knew I was right to trust you. I'm just going to immediately collapse on his chest, crying. I'm pretty heavy, so I don't know how well he can breathe. <laughs> you sort of hear... <laughs> crushed him. <laughs> I failed you, and we brought you back, but I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let you or Burbage ever get hurt again. You're not going to be out of my sight for one second. You didn't fail me, Stormbringer. You brought me back. You died. I did. Sometimes there are costs to fighting evil people. But those costs are worth paying. No, they're definitely not. I'm not going to let you get hurt again. It's okay. Charity sort of awkwardly because essentially the right side of his body is now entirely pinned by Stormbringer, but is sort of patting your hair. Sometimes you have to make a choice. And there's a right answer to that choice. And he's going to look at Hikari. Thank you. I heard you calling me back. You're very welcome. He's going to look at Burbage. I trusted you. I hope you found something valuable along the way. Also, my clothes. Oh, yes, here they are. Good. <laughs> Charity, I didn't, I didn't know that this was actually going to work. I, 
I just trusted Hikari the way you trusted me. Look, I have something for you. Barbara just going to pull out of his bag uh, like a like a folded piece of paper that mm-hmm. looks kind of like a card. <laughs> and, the, and he's going to show it <laughs> to Charity like <laughs> like kind of worm under Stormbringer. I made this for you. It's see on the front. It says, "Welcome back from the dead." Hopefully, charity. And when you open it, it's signed by all of us, even by you. I sort of <laughs> cut and glued in and pasted all of our signatures. I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> I figured that was sort of the one thing that we could all agree on is that we want a charity to be back alive, and so. The card is for you, Charity. Welcome back, and I'm glad you're not dead anymore because that was really bad, and I was on the brink of, honestly, <laughs> some really dark shit. Charity's going to smile. Thank you. And sort of pat your head. I'm sorry I died. He's going to sort of look at you, and very kindly. Second worst experience? Yeah. That seems right. Did you, oh, did you hear that? Was this like a coma situation? What? No, no. I just know you. Um, not that I want to look any gift horses in the mouth, but um, who's the hooded figure and the pretty lady staring at me very intensely? Um, some some pirate person and uh, eighteen. I don't actually know. At that, at saying Aideen, Charity's going to go, ah, well, that does make sense, doesn't it? Aye, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I've got a couple questions if all of you are done with your cutesy little uh, smooch fest over here. Uh, you know, could could we at least let the man get dressed first? Uh... Crotch, at this, you've you've never seen Aideen really step up to you, but she has a fire in her eyes and she says, for your own good, I have to ask him a couple questions. Charity's gonna say, I I would enjoy the opportunity to have some level of clothing on, but I agree. I am quite sure you have questions and I promised you, Burbage, that you all would get to hear what I'd remembered. You see Aideen close her eyes for a second. And as she opens them, I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw if you'd like to contest uh, a zone of truth spell. And I can feel what it is? Yes. If you do not wish to condense that, that is fine. You can just willingly fail. Okay. I oh. I unwillingly failed because I rolled a critical fail. <laughs> so, so hard. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, that kind of fits. You don't tend to lie. <laughs> you don't care, right? I'm going to do what I wish I'd known I could do in the trial of Kemp, in the defense of Kemp. And I'm going to willingly fail. <laughs> okay. So I feel like Charity is probably also like sort of going to pull bed covers at least over himself and kind of... Yeah, he still has me laying on him. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> He's going to sort of 
with his left hand claw bed covers over him and try to wriggle his way up so he's propped up by pillows but sitting up and it's not going to work and he's gonna go could i maybe sit up a little oh uh, yeah 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 I'll, i'll move off of him Look, it's, it's it's honestly touching, and it's really, it's actually very confusing that all of you are so close to this one. But I would feel very comfortable if I could just ask him a couple questions. And actually, all of you are um, affected by this truth spell. So you are, you don't have to speak, but you are unable to lie at this point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, she looks at you, Charity. You're the death spell, aren't you? Yes. I was known as that for a long time. And were you responsible for the Talbersham burning? (laughs) Sorry, the what? The Talbersham burning. Please answer the question. (laughs) Yes, that was me. And at this, she looses a dagger slightly. Um, mm-hmm. At that, Stormbringer's going to perk her right the fuck up, stand up, and pull her axe out. She'll slide uh, it back, but she has her hand on it. So Stormbringer's not going to move. All right. You should inform them what it is. Not yet. You admit to killing those children, then. Uh, no I didn't kill those children you just said you're responsible which is it I am responsible for the Talbasham burning but no children died that day do you care to elaborate yes so I'm sure you know that uh, Black Tom sent the death spell out to deal with the laughing gang and some boring thing, money probably was involved. Aye. The normal, make an example of people, bring back any assets, but the death spell was as the death spell was and burned everything to the ground, including the, the apprentices who were included in the assets. I might add. That's more or less what you've heard? Aye. So what happened was... The death bell paid them a visit and burned everything down. But the advantage of being a weapon that never leaves a trace is that no one looks for traces. The Dark Brothers received a tip Several days later, a request for a favor to the death spell, and everyone wants to do the death spell a favor. A group of child slaves needed to be transported, sold, quietly. The lights weren't involved. They had to go a little out of their way, but again, everyone wanted to do the death spell a favor. Unfortunately, along their route, another group had been told that they had that these Dark Brothers had sold them out. They were ambushed. They were told that they could do whatever they wanted to with the cargo. But they didn't keep slaves. 
So they took them to the nearest town, where yet another group had been asked to do a quiet favor for the death spell, to keep an eye out for any likely apprentices, to build a network. They were to be integrated into towns, societies, given training, apprenticed, set up in a good life, to wait for if the bell ever needed something. So no, I haven't said anything untrue. I was responsible for the Talbersham burning, but no children died. I was a monster. But even monsters have lines. And if I had burned them to death, it would have been better than taking them back to my father. And at this, Aideen has a just a, a bit of gloss on her eyes. And you could see that she's struggling with something. And then she asks, Where have you been? You disappeared. You've just been traveling around with these folk. Uh, I wish it was that simple. I went to one called Behelit. I don't know why. I... She destroyed my memories. I've been living in Federo. I served as the charity of Behelet as her agent. That I'm afraid is a pawn in a much larger game. And then I traveled with my family. And I received an order I could not follow. So I turned against Behelet. And then Hakari helped me find my memories. And I remembered the person that I'd been, the weight of the sins that I carry. Honestly, still been processing that because that was only a few days ago, I think. How long have I been dead? Uh, like a day? Yeah. Oh. You all were very efficient. But no. Now I need to find a new way forward. I am Kalor and Charity of the family. I am the light and the flame. If you would harm my family, or the weak or the innocent, I have nothing but fire and pain for you. Though at the moment, most of the pain is me. And she kind of, her voice catches a bit as she says, and that, that's true. I know it. One last question. Of course. Did you mean what you said when you called me pretty? Don't fucking lie. And she smiles a bit. I can't. Charity now looks slightly concerned as if he's misunderstood the spell that he didn't try to save from. I can't. And yes, this was a zone of truth, right? <laughs> but then she closes her eyes again and you feel the spell drift away from you. All of you. Do any of you all have any questions? 
Um, I don't really understand anything that's going on. I'm very confused. But I also don't really give a shit. Because <laughs> you're back. I am. Charity. Yeah. You haven't known the whole time that you've known us that you were the Death's Bell, have you? No. Only since Akari managed to unlock my memories. Uh, I remembered my main name. I knew that I was Kaloran. I knew that I'd uh, worked for the lights in the dark, but I remember my fuckhead of a brother. Explain to me what the Death's Bell is? Explain this to me like like you're talking to somebody who lived in the mountains their whole life that doesn't really <laughs> understand this society. It's not so much a like, I feel. I think I'm just doing that. Stonebringer, the Death's Bell is perhaps the most dangerous, deadly, bad person there is. He was... He was a hitman and an enforcer for a group called the Light in the Darkness. And if Charity was the Death's Bell, then his history just became a lot more interesting and, frankly, a lot more scary. The Death's Bell was also a weapon, beaten and forged by a madman. And he's going to sort of turn his eye. Born in a cave when a ten-year-old child was forced to light a poor woman on fire. Well, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stonebringer doesn't know this part yet. Charity, Hidari, tell her. Stonebringer, this is intense. Uh, this really affects the group dynamic in a really intriguing way. Tell her, tell her, tell her. <laughs> <laughs> So I tell Stormringer that I was the woman that his father, you know, I just basically tell her the story. His father made him kill me in my past life, but that it's okay and that I'm not upset with him. The group dynamic is still okay. (laughs) And again, I appreciate that. Super interesting though, right guys? Hakari, as long as we've known her, has been looking for the person who killed her. Little did all of us know that it was Charity as a child. That is some fascinating stuff. It almost seems like somebody almost wrote it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you couldn't no. write, write people's backstories to be more interconnected in a perfect way. I don't know what that means. Has he been talking a lot about those hit points again recently yeah yes is it drugs it's not my fault it's not my fault we're in cliff mill cliff mill's fucked we came here from aristide we leave we come back charity dies i don't know what's going on shouldn't we be in federo what's going on with the fire blight what about yizak what are we doing what is happening we need a recap a really deep <laughs> recap with all the information we've had. Excuse me. Excuse hey, me. Hey, Crotch, what's up? Hi. Hey. Uh, yeah, so the this, hell like, did you call them? Reunion is, like, great and all, but is the fuck 
fucking cat gone? <laughs> oh yeah, he's. It looks like he probably jumped out a window. Um, I mean, shouldn't we kind of be like doing that? And I guess that was about an hour and fifteen minutes ago, right? Because I mean, because yeah. Aideen grabs your shoulder, crotch, and she she kind of shakes her head a little bit, and she says, "Rosenberg." Oh shit! Yeah, yeah uh, I should probably untie Rosenberg. <laughs> I should go take care of that. Did she all have a whole hour to do that? Technically, yeah, but I guess poor guy. No, not technically an hour. Really. I mean, we yeah, didn't actually. Okay, we sped it up pretty quick. Charity's sort of blinking. No, this is almost precisely what I expected when I came back. <laughs> uh, okay, healing time. Oh yeah, I could probably and then do that. Charity's gonna sort of stretch almost weakly, and then feel. Where is oh, my one remaining horn? Uh, I think Aideen actually grabbed uh, all the stuff on the on the desk. Um, she kind of wa- wanders over to the bed and sort of puts a horn-shaped package on the edge of the bed and kind of steps back. Um, oh, thank God. Burbage is going after Aideen to make sure... He wants to get all the other things that were in there. Okay. Oh, Aideen would... Uh, uh, sorry. I know I'm not playing her at this point, but Aideen would happily have handed them over. It was mainly she didn't know if we were going to, like, scarper the hell out of this manor. Definitely. Sure. Right. So, yeah. so I have all the things that you listed that were in yes. the other room. Yeah. Now we're that you're not, like, running a necklace over. Good to know you, Aideen. Goodbye. Thank you. Oh, is it? Oh, is what? It? Okay. <laughs> I have actually, Aideen, I might have a request for you. Uh, Aideen, Aideen, Charity wants you. Come back. Oh, Come back. Crotch, are you still yeah, here? I... Hold on, guys. We have some more business <laughs> to both of you. Well, I still don't entirely know, though, based on the fact that you keep calling them Crotch, I'm going to say that that's... And Charity's going to sort of... Eyes are going to know. Ah, Crotch the Sticky. Anyway. And then Jerry's going to hold up his horn and sort of poke it onto where it was broken off uh, and try to heal it. <laughs> so you put the pack, you put you take the horn from the package and put it back yeah. on your head. And and it doesn't appear to have been altered or tampered with in no, any way. Not at all. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I would cast. Uh, healing word at second level um, to try to affix the horn again 10 uh, no 12 healing beautiful all right um uh it for reattaching a limb or something that is that you have and it's not trying to regrow it you uh you are able to um kind of uh sort of weld essentially through your healing magic uh, the horn back onto your head. However, you don't actually gain the benefits from the healing spell, if that makes sense. You can only weld it back on your head. Okay. Uh, I'm also now going to uh, commence with the healing of myself. Sounds good. And probably Hikari would help with that. Yeah, so I'm going to burn a couple like level four spell slots to heal myself. Okay. 
let me know if I can help. Burbage might, um, unless Crotch or Adine wants to say anything more to Charity Stormbringer Hikari, Burbage would, like, walk them out of the room. Like, Burbage, you know, loves Crotch and is so excited that he got to go on this big resurrection adventure with his childhood hero. So if they're headed towards Rosenberg, he might join them or walk them out or something. Yeah, I'll leave you to you. Yeah, Aideen uh, and Crotch, you're able to, yeah, just kind of head over toward Rosenberg's room if you'd like. And Charity would have specified that he had something that he wanted to speak with Aideen about at a later point. Sure. Yeah, yeah. After you're healed up a bit. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, you you head on in. Uh, Rosenberg appears uh, tied up, gagged. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. I'll uh, I'll reach down and I'll untie him and I'll pull the gag off. Captain, uh, untie me, please. I'm getting there. Are you good? I'm so sorry. How could I ever have looked at any figure like I did? I'm sorry. We're good. Now get up. Yeah, you untie him and he stands up and, and just immediately like, does something you're not accustomed to him doing it all and that he immediately embraces you hard even looking at Aideen and just not caring Aideen will sort of spin around and maybe put a hand on uh, Burbage's head and spin him slightly (laughs) (laughs) oh Rosenberg I thought I lost you never captain never I'm here to the end Oh man, these reunions are really cool. Hey, Crotch, now that we have the time, is it true that you once rode a giant octopus all the way from Wickham to Sherso after losing your ship? Burbage, I like you. But you have listened to too many stories. Oh man, you're saying that that's not true? Alright, how about this one? Did you once successfully impersonate Pelvis the Smooth? <laughs> okay, okay, oh, now, now that one I did. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that one, yes. Oh, I knew it. That's awesome. All right, well, it was cool going on this little uh, mission with you as sort of a guest member of our party. Um, You know what? It's really strange. In un- any other circumstances, I would be begging you to let me join your crew. Because I always dreamt growing up of, of you know, serving under Crotch the Sticky. My brother and I, we, we grew up playing playing as you guys, and I always wanted to be Crotch the Sticky, and he wouldn't let me. And Anyway, that's all that is to say. I don't think I want to join you necessarily, because my family's in the other room, and I should probably be getting back to them. Family's important, Burbage. And... Your family has always got a spot on my ship should you need safe passage. Oh, that's great to know. That's good. This feels like a really good goodbye. Although, Aideen, I know that you still, I think Charity still wanted to say something to you. I don't know if that means that all of us are going to go back over there. But if we do, Crotch 
me and you, we can just sort of like avoid each other. Like we are in a grocery store and we already said goodbye. We don't have to acknowledge each other again because we just had like a nice goodbye talking about family. So. Aideen's just going to kind of blink at you. You get really fucking excitable. Yeah. All right. I'll see you later or not. Maybe. All right. Bye. <laughs> you, you run into Tuck as you as you I back, exit. I back into him again. You back into him again. <laughs> he puts his hand on your head. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Hello. He goes what? He goes yep, him. Yep, him. All right. I'm just gonna circle around you again like earlier. Is that all right? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Okay. He just watches you circle around him. And- are you telling me that all I've got left in my crew is Rosenberg and that idiot? Uh, at the tied up at the uh, <laughs> at the bushy uh, oh, temple. Oh yeah, Faywell. You do still have Faywell. Yeah. yeah. I must remind you, I didn't kill any of them. Much appreciated. Uh, it sounds like your friend wants to talk more, though. I'll go with you. I'm never going to leave your side. Okay. She's gonna, Adian's gonna step out and sort of gesture Chuck away. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Get space. Move away, move away. Hey guys, Charity, Stormbring, Hakari. I think the others are coming back over here. But I've already had kind of a nice little goodbye with them. So I'm just gonna go into the other room for a second, all right? Just kind of avoid them because it'd be awkward. Okay, but also I'd like it if you'd stop leaving my sight because I don't think I should really be carrying Charity around right now because he's very injured. So I just need you to stay where I can see you, okay? All right, how about this? I'll op- I'll leave this door open and I'll just sort of crouch right here so I don't see them, but you can see me. Okay. Aideen's going to walk in, see the open door. He's hiding in the other fucking room, isn't he? Um, no. <laughs> Deception check. God, he's weird. Do you want to switch to charity? <laughs> yeah, I'll switch to charity. Sorry. I just figured it was easier for me to control Aideen for uh, chunks where charity was involved. Uh, I'd I, just like to chime in that I think it would be really cool if Aideen and charity were both played by Galway at the same time and he had to switch <laughs> back and forth. Because yes. I think that would be entertaining. That was actually what I'd originally been planning. And then Andy was like, I can I can play Aideen. I'm like, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, Eventually, Aideen will do her own stuff. <laughs> uh, Charity was going to say, thank you. I think at least you were also involved in my being alive again. I appreciate that. Sort of nodding to Crouch. You're welcome. Tuck raises his hand. Yeah, it goes, we have your sure. You seem like a fine fellow. Um, tell me the the creature the that looked like a tiger. Is it dead? Who are you asking? Open question to the floor. No, I'm pretty sure it jumped out a window after Hikari fucked it up real bad somehow. I don't know if she did, but she was really badass. Um, but. No, it's. I don't think it's dead. It didn't. I mean, maybe. Well, fuck. Yeah, but but that was like an hour and a half ago at this point. 
Um, so if it's not dead... I feel like Charity's probably reaching out magically. I think this area is protected for now. Is that right, Hakari? The whole town should be protected, so yeah. Excellent. I think that we need more allies. The people were fighting. The things were fighting. They have armies and minions and forces that we can't match right now, but I think we might have to be able to. We need to be able to protect this town. Vimeris's body is here. And I feel a debt to these people and bad shit keeps happening to them. That was what I was hoping to discuss further with you, Aideen. I remember you're quite skilled with a bow and honestly, they need all the help they can get. Aye. And given that I've met a great dearth of people named Crotch that were not Crotch the Sticky, I take it I have pleasure of being in the presence of one of the Lords of Pirates? You do. And you're going to see Charity sort of tilt his head and look at you again. And you kind of feel like he might be comparing the way you look to perhaps someone else he's seen. While not normally covered by pirate duties, any assistance in killing that thing would be greatly appreciated, as well as any information you might have. I think I can arrange that. Excellent. Thank you. Now, might I make a request? Can people help me to the town square? I can carry you, yeah. Thank you. Um, Burbage, I'm not saying you're in the other room out of most people's sight, but if you were, I need you to, um, I don't know, come over here now because you... You can't just stay here on your own. Message can trip the Stormbringer. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna come along. I'll sneak behind you. Okay. Um, except it has to be. I can still see. You. I have to be able to see you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if you walk backwards while carrying Charity, make sure Crotch and Aideen are walking ahead of you behind you if you're walking backwards I mean, I'll sneak along so that they can't hear me <laughs> okay, okay. I'll do that um, Harry, can you make sure I don't run into anything I'm just going to walk backwards while carrying charity to the town square for no real reason I, to be fair to be fair I, I can walk I just might need to lean on someone's shoulder I think I feel more comfortable carrying you I think I feel more comfortable being able to control what I'm moving towards <laughs> No, I don't think you understand. I really, I just really need to carry you right now. I feel like Charity is sort of <laughs> making a break and looking at like 
Tuck slash Crotch slash Aideen or Hakari and it's just like, please, someone, for the love of God, just lend me your shoulder. <laughs> this will get me impaled on something. I just, I just look at you and shake my head. <laughs> and I'm gonna pick you up. <laughs> this is so poor. Message can trip to Stormbringer. See, I told you we should have left him dead for a while longer. This would have been a lot easier. Hey, that's really not nice, Burbage, who is not here right now. Are you saying that out loud or are you messaging me? <laughs> of course saying she's saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's the ice spire, guys. That's where Vimaris is frozen in. Last time I saw this, I was hearing voices. I think the voice of uh, the ghost of Eldon, who I don't think is actually the ghost of Eldon, for numerous reasons that we can, you know, maybe get into again later. But yeah, this ice bar is sad. Are you just messaging that all to me? No. <laughs> or... No, upon seeing the ice spire, he started to actually talk, and then okay. he just, he'll just fade off because the ice spire really is kind of a solemn sight for him. And, yeah. Uh, as you've made your way to the ice spire for the purposes of brevity, uh, <laughs> you also see um, kind of a lot of townsfolk um, that have that have shaken off whatever sort of spell that they were under have, has now sort of made their way out to this as, as sort of a, a beacon of hope again for them. And you see them, uh, a few of them are kind of holding arms um, and it's snowing again, just slightly. Uh, and they're sort of rocking back and forth in the snow and just sort of enjoying each other's company. Um, yeah. The edge of this, and especially at the edge of the field where Charity knows there's silence, Charity's going to just sort of stop and take a couple sort of long, shuddering breaths. I will give you this too, Vimaris. I will give you the sweetness of that first breath. I will give you the joy of seeing your family. I will bring you back. And any god, demon, or monster that stands in my way, I will burn. You will have this. Because it's the best thing I can imagine. You will have this. Because I am the light and the flame. And you are my brother. At this, um, you see Missy um, rushing up to you as fast as she her little legs can carry her. Um, and she plows straight into you, Charity, and is just hugging you. Um, and she's trying to wipe tears away, but she's just wiping them on your, like, robes. And I'm also now just flat on the ground. <laughs> I cannot sustain a halfling impact. I'm so them. sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to. Ah. Oh. It's, ah. It's ah, good oh. to see you. Ah, ah, sorry. Ah. <laughs> it's good to see you too, Missy. Um, sorry. Ah, uh, Stormbringer. I, I'm, I had forgotten. I'm sorry. I, I, my, my mind was just racing when I saw you then yesterday, and I forgot, and I didn't get. I didn't see you uh, before. 
getting you breakfast this morning. But anyway, uh, this this is for you. And she pulls out a a, a note. Oh. I think it's from someone named Mountain Splitter. Oh. Uh, she left it with me just uh, a few days ago. Big Goliath woman? Yeah, big one. Cool. So I'm going to put that in your handouts as well. Uh, and at this kind of Aideen kind of backs away over to Crotch. Um, she says, Ah, I've been thinking about it. If you can spare me, I might actually stay here for a bit. Make sure these people get a bit of a defense up and make sure that nothing horrible like this happens again. It's kind of what I'm into. To be fair, it's not like your actual crew, Aideen. You're more of a protector. You've got to do what you've got to do. But you know how to get a hold of us. What are you going to do? I guess what we always do. We'll sail out. Hey. Well, I hope to see you again. If you ever come back, I'll make sure Missy's got a, a drink named Crotch after you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Burbage will love that. Missy's shaking her head in the background. I feel like Charity's also shaking his head. <laughs> Charity and Missy are both <laughs> in tandem. That will, be, that will be terrible for business. While they're shaking their heads, Burbage has been kind of like trying to like sneak past you guys. And as you say his name, he's just going to cough and like he's hiding his face. Like, you don't see me. I'm not here. I'm not Burbage. We already said goodbye. Um, but he's walking over to see, is, uh, is Gary shambling? Still at the base of the ice spire? There is a very large spread out uh, bush um, that is almost looks like vines kind of creeping up the side uh, of the ice spire a bit. Um, yeah. And this was where you last saw Gary Shambling. And there are tiny yellow ribbons uh, tied all along this bush. Like people tied these ribbons here? Yeah, right, yeah. Hmm. Is it nice? Does it seem like a nice thing? Yeah, it does seem nice. Burbage will just sit next to Gary. Oddly enough, this bush sort of creeps along the ground slowly and kind of crawls uh, up your leg just a little bit. Just like Vermeer's would have done. Just to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Um, all right. At this, uh, the day sort of passes. Crotch um, gets the remaining crew that she's had together. Um, what are you going to do with Fay Will real quick? Uh, I will take her with, but she's Got some learning to do. Okay. Uh, so then Faywill, as well as, as Tuck, um, um, Adel is really, really excited. He's a halfling sailor that would love to go with you, Crotch. Um, if He's you, welcome. 
if you'd like. All right. He's very, very excited about those prospects. Um, and at this then, Crotch, uh, everyone um, sort of left on your crew starts to put some supplies on your boat um, and uh, with a few rowboats has now uh, turned your boat uh, a, a little bit so that it's it's able to now <laughs> sail away and not directly into into the shore as well. And if you'd like, uh, you are free to get on your boat and uh, sail away, Crotch. Unless you have any final words that you'd like to say to people. No, I keep trying to click myself, but it wants to take a Kari, so... <laughs> Sorry, there you go, yeah. I feel like uh, at some point later on, or whenever Crotch would have, yeah, inside one of uh, the bags that was that were being taken over uh there's a small note with very neat handwriting that just says tell your predecessor calorin says hello interesting all right uh as you're all on the beach uh the dark horizon um this beautiful ship with crotch the sticky very quickly catches wind uh, and like so many stories of Crotch the Sticky, it drifts off into the distance. But unlike a lot of stories, I think you're going to remember this one for a while. And hey, that concludes tonight's episode of Goats and Dragons. If you enjoyed this and are curious to see where the story goes, please follow us on Twitch, where we are Simply Helpful Goat, or subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. We are a small independent game design firm and could really use the support. And if you'd like to know more about us, our streams, our company, or our upcoming projects, you can visit HelpfulGoat.com, follow us on Twitter at HelpfulGoat, or check out our Facebook page at HelpfulGoat. Thank you so much to everyone for playing. Thank you, Chris. That was awesome. Woo, crap. So much fun. What a fun time. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you all for listening so much uh, and just kind of supporting us with with your amazing art, with your amazing uh, yeah, tweets, uh, or just, you know, really nice comments. Uh, that It totally means a lot to us. Um, and we love you so much. And from all of us on Goats and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye. This has been Goats and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.